Welcome back to another episode of the Tremors of the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Neil Amani. Um, I'm joined today by Nishringapali, my elder brother and a lifelong bhakti yogi. Um, welcome, Nimai. Thank you very much, Neil Amani. And um, today we're going to be talking about personalities in uh, Puranic and Vaishnav pastimes, stories, or mythologies, and the symbolism and sort of meaning behind them, some some kind of um, exploration of the, the archetypes that they represent and practical, practical use of and, and understanding that goes along with getting to know some of these, these characters. Um, Well, at what point do you start to even think about that? You know, like, what made you... Um, at what point were you becoming aware of, of these personalities as... Um, I don't like using the word archetype, I suppose, uh, as a, an, an internal symbol. What does that internal symbol, what does that mean to you? Right. So I first became aware that this was going on in, in, in our stories when I learned the Chandipat right. or the Devi Mahatmya. Like, and it, instead of translating the demons' names as their names, the translator used what is the lineage's representation or conception behind the demons yeah so for example the first two demons that we get acquainted with in the Devi Mahatmya it's this 700 verses that are a story of the manifestation of Shakti Devi yeah. or the great goddess the mother of of reality and the first two are demons named Madhu and Kaitaba and the translator gave them as self-conceit and self-deprecation yeah and then there's another pair of demons that got um get a story around and that's um um nishumba and shumba and he he translated that as too much and too little mm. so they're the first examples where their name represented what they were and in the story that it's relevant to Brahma's because the story is about Brahma basically getting attacked by these demons and then having to seek shelter from Devi to wake up Vishnu 
so that Vishnu would kill the demons and rescue him, mm -hmm. right? So the first two that come at him are self-conceit and self-deprecation. And so this story is about how Brahma learned to rely on Devi and Vishnu to help him conquer over self-conceit and self-deprecation, two, two qualities that we develop that can be really, really damaging. Mm. We, uh, either we're too conceited in ourselves, we have too much pride, too much egoism, we become like asuras, mm. or we have um, too much self-deprecation, too much self-hatred, and we, we become like hellish ghosts and is a very yeah. de debilitating quality to possess. And so Brahma, who, who is represented as the mind, at least in Jyotish, right, in Vedic astrology and then in Sankhya and in Tantra, Brahma represents the mind. So this is a story about the mind's quest to find balance between too much, too little, mm. and self-deceit and self-deprecation. Mm. So seeing that these demons represented something, then we turned, then I started looking at, you know, Bhagavatam stories and noting that Bhakti Thakur, um, he lists the demons in Krishna Leela as the anarthas that a devotee has to overcome in order to um, progress to Madhurya Ras. Hmm. So all the demons are killed before Ras Leela happens. Yeah. The main one. Which is also, to, you know, I think it's important also to note that that the Rosh Lila happens at the, almost the end of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Mm -hmm. I know for me, um, I had a similar examination when I started to actually think about Krishna's name. Mm -hmm. How his name, his form, his pastimes are, it's absolute. Mm -hmm. And so his name contains key information to his about his to about his being yeah. about his person mm -hmm. and uh, I started to look at being as being something represented in a, in a sound vibration is a right. representation of a being mm -hmm. or represented even if we say white that white represents what it is yeah and so when you look at the names in Bhavatam they're telling you about this being, being. yeah and the, the, the name that is given gives key information about that being. Right. So, like, let's take an example of, um, um, we can go to the first, the first demon Krishna kills. Yeah. Shakatasura. Right? Yeah. Um, so, Shakatasura is a cart bearing a heavy load mm. and Krishna kicks this cart smashes it over mm. right what this represents to me is that you can't carry so much to the other side you have to let go you gotta let it go you have to let it go yeah so Krishna's kicking over this cart that has all these things in it it's containing all these different things and he's kicking that over and spilling all these things out so that means that the devotee has to get rid of the hoarding mentality, mm. the desire to carry 
his possessions, his wealth, his achievements with him in the yeah. devotional process. Yeah. So Shakata Sura immediately is, that's the first one. Don't over endeavor. Mm. Don't make big, huge endeavors. Mm. Be simple. Carry only what you can carry on your person. Mm. Right? Mm. Um, the next demon that is given... Is it Putana then Trinavarta? Maybe. It's I think it's Putana. And I've heard devotees explain Putana as um, fa false false gurus, people in disguise as devotees posing as go devotees, but actually their intent is to kill Krishna. You're nourished by your knowledge. Yeah. Right. So a mother, she 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 uh, a mother is nourishing a child mm -hmm. so it's representing the fact that you're nourished you become the person you become by the teachings that you're you're, you're given mm -hmm. starting from your mother right so if those teachings are corrupted poisoned are corrupted then you are poisoned by that knowledge right right it's it's a little uh, uh, Putana and Arista are similar similar yeah Arista literally means misfortune arista is misfortune uh -huh. right and he comes to vrindavan in the guise of a bull right so he comes dressed as dharma right or duty and, and, and but religion, religiosity religiosity and especially in vrindavan where the cows are their religion mm -hmm. and their duty and their mm -hmm. responsibility mm -hmm. and their fortune right mm -hmm. all ninth house jyotish right uh, things and he comes addressed like that. Mm -hmm. So he represents someone more who's showing the external like symptoms. someone who's a sannyasi, right? But but actually internally he's not a sannyasi and so therefore he's a cheater. He's right. he's, he's he's cheating everyone or someone who concocts a religion mm -hmm. and and uh, or and and he's passing himself off as a as a as a um as a some kind of teacher where in fact he doesn't have the knowledge to back it up he doesn't have the practice to back it up he doesn't have the internal right dynamics looks like a bull looks smells like a bull, like a bull but it's not a but bull. it's not a bull so he's a cheater right and that cheater is a is, is, a, is a, uh, that's very much hated by krishna and krishna there's only as far as i can tell there are two demons the Krishna attacks with his full animosity. Yeah. Aristasura and Kamsa. Right. Aristasura because he came in the form of a bull and he terrorized the residents of Vrindavan. Yeah. And Kamsa because Kamsa was not mad enough ever to offer himself to Krishna. And for war. For war. He right, never, right, all right, the other right. demons. See, Krishna, he appreciates all the demons because at least they offer themselves. Right. They, put, they sacrifice themselves. Mm. And so there's a part of Krishna, as far as I can see, that appreciates that. Oh, look at that. Right. You but, gave yourself. But comes is more or less but a coward. Kamsa was a coward. Right. He sent everybody else to do his dirty business right. and never once came down and tried to fight Krishna himself. And Krishna jumps up there and grabs him, beats the pummels him, right? Yeah. And he fights him and he hits him with all his anger. As right. Far as I can see. Right. And so that Aristasura, so you see the difference between the Putana well, and the yeah. Aristasura. Putana, and so Krishna part of decoding part of decoding what the demons represent is taking their name. Yeah. 
Like usually, my, usually my it's simple. One? Like a, a name is the name of the animal that they yeah. are. Most of them follow the same thing. Yeah. Like the name is the animal then they you are. A, you get a couple of funny ones. Like the one that I think is hilarious is Palumba. Right. So Palumba literally means elongated. Like a, like a bean or a, you know, it's an elongated right. thing, right? And when you go to Bakino Takur, it describes him being a manifestation of lust. Right. So he's a so, boner. So, so he's, <laughs> he's literally a dick. Like yeah. He's a, he's, he's a, a penis. He's a penis, right? And he, he, he tries to cheat Krishna, but he, he tries to run away with Balaram. Right. Right? So was, I see this as him being like Purusha Abhiman, the sense yeah, of being the sense a male. Yeah, the sense of being the male enjoyer. The male enjoyer, right? He tries to run away with Balaram. And Balaram is the... T- he is the because he's Balaram is the original Shiva, so he's the masculine symbol. Right. So here's the material reflection of that is Palamba. Right. Yeah. And he's trying to run away with it's and the steal spi- spiritual the, the spiritual masculine right. symbol. So this is one of the this is one of the big um, hiccups with the overly tantric thinkers. Is essentially that's what they're yeah. trying to do. The, trying to run away. The with left hand. Yeah. They're essentially uh, the left hand is utilizing this sexuality in, in a spiritual context and trying to dovetail yeah. or spiritualize sexuality. But if you're not careful with that, you and lead you into attach a, ego to you it. attach egoism to it. You're trying to usurp then you're trying to this, steal. The, the true yeah. sexual principle. And that's Pralamba. And that's Pralamba Sura, which is really you know amazing that it's Balaram that and, 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 that. and all those demons, they all are, are being sent with the exception of Kaliya. Yeah, well, Kalia is not sent. Right. So Kalia, with the exception of Kalia, all of them come from Kamsa. Right. So Kamsa, as Kamsa, who is that? Yeah. He is literally it's, the false ego. Yes. And it's the also desires, desire. The desire of, that, the arises desire that arises when... From false ego, false right. identification of the self, and all of a sudden now you have desire attached to that. And based on those desires, you have all these qualities that are coming up that are essentially all part of every single one of us. Right. That's the next stage into understanding this is that this is all this is that your journey to understanding God. Yeah. In his most complete and most perfect form. Yeah. Or or identity even, you could say, as someone you could actually have a relationship with that is not based on fear, mm. but based on love. So these are all different obstacles in our attempt to achieve that relationship. Um, and my personal perception is that the, the sequence of dealing with things follows the sequence of Bhagavatam. Yeah. And in Bhagavatam, the first two chapters, sorry, first two cantos, they, they say that they're the feet of yeah. Vishnu. Yeah. The, the other thing that we know is the feet of Vishnu is Omkar. It's called Jai Om Vishnupad. Yeah. Om Vishnupad. So Omkar is the lotus feet. It was the reliever of distress. It's also the impersonal Brahma Jyoti, right? So that that is the base starting point is to understand Sattva Guna, which basically establishes the mind in the Brahma Jyoti. Yeah. And from that position, then one can actually begin to make some progress. Yeah. Right. Um, in order to wake up to that, because Brahma's story with Devi is like how to wake up that. Yeah. 
right? That shumba nishumba and um, self deceit, self deprecation. Those four demons. Yeah. That along with Rakta Bija, who is swallowed whole by Mother Kali, who's the seed of selfish desire. Yeah. Rakta Bija. Rakta means blood. Blood is red. Red is the symbol of passion, the symbol of of desire itself. So the starting point is to recognize and address Maya. Yeah, which interestingly... So she, because she actually has consciousness in Yoga Nidra, right? She's absorbed your consciousness in such a way that you mistake yourself to be the body, the mind, and the ego. So by addressing mother... You're asking her, wake up my consciousness. So this is what the Dasa Mahavijas are for, step by step through waking you, up. waking you up to yourself. Then you have to understand Shiva, who is the personification of consciousness, yeah. alone. Yeah. Right? Not, not all three, yeah. not Satchit and Ananda. Yeah. It's just Chit, yeah. your consciousness, your yeah. awareness. So yeah. then, then when you become aware of him within yourself you become awake and aware and you pay attention you become mindful you become more and so the relationship now is one between Devi and Shiva that's your relationship yourself with the world yourself with the parts of yourself that are not truly you yeah they're your egoistic personality there it's the structure of your being now being depicted through these stories and the relationship we have with ourself and our world, that is being depicted through these stories. Yeah. Um, and then the next stage is understanding Lord Shiva's relationship to Balaram. Lord Shiva's relation as being the, the Dham's protector. Yeah. And, and sort of the basis and supporting figure of devotional service. He's Adi Guru. He's the the Vaishnava Mnitashambhu. He's the highest Vaishnava. So he's the highest ideal of, of a devotee, teacher. the highest teacher, the highest ideal of the devotee in the material world who is content yeah. to be in the material world. Lord Shiva is not trying to get out of the material world. His job is in the material world. He's yeah. content to be alongside Maya. Yeah. That is the highest Vaishnava. That has meaning. Like devotees need to take note of that and learn. People need to take note of this and learn how to avoid the trapping of attempting for mukti. Mm. To attempt to become liberated is itself a big obstacle. Yeah. So then you need to know, in, in order to accomplish this, you need to know what is wanted, what is unwanted. unwanted. Right, so if we were gonna talk about now going into what is wanted, we talked a little bit about some demons. Yeah, what is wanted, and then so devotees in Bhagavatam they represent what? Like so, devotees within Bhagavatam, they are qualities that help. The Bhagavatam starts with Sukadev Goswami. Yeah, meeting Pariksit. Yeah, right. This is how the Bhagavatam starts. Uh huh. So Sukadev means sukha is happiness yeah deva we could say is a god but what it light. actually means is what brings light, light. yeah so sukadev is the light the giver of the light of happiness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right yeah. sukadev not any happiness like sukadev a real sukadev yeah and parikshit is para ikshit 
the highest it's vision. Highest vision, superior vision. Yep. Which is the recognition that you're gonna die. Right. You're seeing down the road and going, oh, I'm dying. Gonna die. Yeah. Right. And so with that superior vision, then you go, okay, well, if I'm gonna die, what are the choices I'm gonna make? How mm -hmm. am I gonna use my time? What do right. I want to know? What do I want to? Right. So he starts asking questions. Mm -hmm. So when you, as you progress through Bhagavatam, there's a, a, a sequence of Vaish, the devotees and leelas, mm -hmm. and you are dealing with demons. You're mm -hmm. getting, you're, you're destroy, you're destroying. We've already talked about the, yeah. the negatives, mm -hmm. and the devotees are waking up qualities mm -hmm. within you. You're waking up Dhruva. Determination. determination, fixed, fixed determination. determination. So Dhruva is the pole star, the northern star. Dhruva means to be fixed. Dhruva means solid determination. Dhruva and represents sankalpa, having behind your spiritual practice, you have to have a, a, a firm conception of your goal and, and, and that you're, whatever you do in sadhana, you're building shakti towards that goal and having Dhruva... Yes, so Dhruva performs tapasya. So that story gives us and an it shows indication in the of communication how you cultivate Dhruva, which is by tapasya. Yes, by doing tapasya, you become determined. And tapasya means tapasya means austerity, self. It's 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 voluntary austerity. You're right. just, for example, in a mundane sense, you're going to be an Olympic swimmer. You're going to have to swim a lot of laps. Right, that's an so austerity. When, so so those people who have Dhruva, determination that I'm going to win the Olympics, mm. they stick it out and they perform the austerity. Right. So, and that goes in any, any goal, whatever yeah. it is, if you yeah. set the goal, you got to do the, yes. the needful to get it done. That's mm -hmm. the tapasya. And to, so that determination is wed to tapasya. They mm -hmm. are mutually beneficial to each other. Right. That without putting in the dhruva, the determination will start to wane. Right. Because you won't get, be able to reach your goal and mm -hmm. you just ah, flake out. And, whereas when you perform the tapasya with the goal in mind... Druva. Yeah, and then I could we could also link that to sort of the lesson of Matsya. Yes. Because Matsya Matsya what does he tie himself? He, he the boat is tied to Matsya. Yeah. So Matsya represents Shishumara also. Yeah. yeah. Which Shishumara has as its pinnacle the Druva. The Druva. Yeah. So the story of Matsya actually depicts the sages who applied the message of Dhruva in, to truth. To truth, yes. Because well, Satyavrata such means, means the, the, means the, 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 the vow, vow of truth. truth. And the there's determination truth. involved in, in, in keeping yeah. a vow, right? So, so the image in the mind is the, the ship with the seven sages mm -hmm. and Satyavrata or Manu mm -hmm. um, being pulled by Vasuki. Mm -hmm. Which is the desire for happiness, right? <laughs> by Matsya, that's powerful, right? And they're being guided by the North Star, mm -hmm. and and he takes them through. Well, right, Matsya takes them the through. Flood, actually the great no deluge, stars, but but and that's also on the on the vast ocean of material suffering, chaos, the right? chaos, the of, chaos life. of life. Yeah. So that is the base, and the ten avatars. You can go in this sequence as well. You could do without the without the whole Bhagavatam. You could just go through ten avatars and see right. what's being awoken. It's definitely what is, something know, Shri talked about, we should explore as individual individual bodies. We could we could look at yeah. So evolution of of consciousness, not bodies. Right from avatar to avatar to avatar. Right. And there's very amazing things there. Yeah. So you know another Vaishnava we can see later on down the track is Prahlad. Mm -hmm. And he's a very important um, point 
in the evolution, evolution of consciousness, of consciousness yes. wherein he has his prahlada. Means, pra means uh, it's like the before or the internal, and yes. hlada, like we have hladini, is pleasure. is pleasure. So he's tasting internal, internal pleasure. pleasure. So he represents pleasure that actual spiritual pleasure. Spiritual, spiritual pleasure. pleasure, yeah. And so he, he, and this is why he's a shantaras bhakta. Because he tastes the pleasure within himself. Right. And he just basks in, in his wonder of, oh, wow. Beautiful. Beautiful, right? And he's in, at the same time, his counterpoint is Hiranyakashipu. Yeah, who, who represents... Is the person who is aggressively trying to enjoy, enjoy outside of himself through yeah. women and wealth. Mm -hmm. And he's so proud of his might that he can do that, right? Right. And then he gets so bewildered by Prahlad, because Prahlad has none of that, and yet seems to seems to have the capacity to enjoy himself better than he does. Right. So there's that envy that right? comes so up. So we see that play out in the world. These demons are manifest right. in people's personalities in the world. You see the people who just want to flash their money and their, their, their girls. And yeah. You see in rappers and yeah, all yeah, this, yeah. this culture of decadent, decadent um, machismo. You, you, you tend to see them fizzle out and become less and less and that's happy Kashibu. because because they're not actually able to extract genuine joy, joy from, from it. That's where we tend to see that the richest people, the most sort of bourgeois or or decadent people, they become quite depressed. I've started noticing like a, to me, it feels like Conor McGregor's like. A bit lost the rails and a bit like depressed. Yeah. And like I see all these pictures of, of him on on Instagram and stuff, and he he'll just be like he'll just look like washed up and like totally just not who he was when he was endeavoring. Yeah. You know, like that kind of motivation yeah. and that kind of like confidence and and joy of the yeah. endeavor has kind of. Yeah. You know, he's achieved probably more than most. Could UFC ever, fighters could ever and 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 now it's like what is the point yeah and and I and I sometimes I like send comments <laughs> hopefully the dude will see it one day and just be like why why am I why why am I actually not happy yeah. like is it the next fight that will make me happy is it the next or is there actually something that is not possible to gain through materiality materiality and that's sort of like the teachings of Prahlad. Prahlad's like, you know, you're chewing the chewed. Yeah. You've done this all before. You're yeah. still not happy. You've done, you know, life's a journey of billions of lifetimes. Yeah. And you've, you've probably enjoyed every possibility of material pleasure that, yeah. the, that, that, that the universe has to offer. And you're still endeavoring. Yeah. To, you know, and then Prahlad comes along and says, like, you don't need anything. You just need you. Yeah. And that's like, What? People who can't accept that, yeah, because it's so counterintuitive that you already have and already are exactly what you're looking for. You're just blind, mm. right? So Prahlad comes along, and he tries to teach Ranyakashipu this, and as a result, gets the mega beatdown, or at least the attempted mega beatdown. Yeah, a retaliated, because, angry because assault. Because once that taste is is had. Yeah, it's you can't conquer it. It's unconquerable. Hiranyakashipu, he couldn't defeat Prahlad. Right. 
because at the end of the day, that bliss is superior. Self-evident and superior. Self-evident and, and, and superior. And, 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 and not, not robbable. Not robbable. Yeah. And so what happens is uh, when that is awakened in someone, initially there is some attempt on the mind's part or even they, they, when they, they're trying to enjoy life. They just. It's not juicy. Rasa. Yeah, you can't get rasa out of it. Um, this also bleeds into the the structure of Godhead, of having a, a hierarchy of Godhead within itself, going from the Brahma Jyoti to the Paramatma um, expansions, to Bhagavan expansions, to Swayam Bhagavan. And how it gets depicted, at least that I can understand, is that Lord Shiva, mm. consciousness, yeah. Lord Shiva himself is the, pr the first manifestation of Godhead. Yeah. So this is why I, I think people have to pay attention to themselves first, primary. Mm. Like start paying attention to your own consciousness, your own existence. You know, the light of life within you. As being sort of the gateway, because Lord Shiva is the dwar the dam, yeah. the dam. What's it called? Dikpala, Shetrapala of the dam. He's also the manifestation of the sun. Yes, he's the sun. He's the sun. So he's the soul so of the universe. You, the soul he's of the your universe. soul. He's this soul. He is the soul of the universe. And he's, he's also Shantaras. Yeah. So Mahaprabhu's teachings to Rupa Goswami he spends a lot of time expounding on Shantaras and he only really does one verse for each of the next yeah. rasas but he, he speaks like five, eight, five, five, to eight. five to eight verses on Shantaras and the Brahma Bhuta Prasanatma verse comes up a couple times yeah and so the Brahma you know and, and also Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that the knowledge of, of oneness is Sattvaguna yeah so essentially we have to become properly established in that knowledge and that's Shiva Tattva and that the individual particles of that oneness, that's Jiva Tattva. Individual particles of the infinite non-individual. <laughs> Who's an individual. Who is an individual in himself. Because yeah. it still can be looked at as a whole. It goes individual, unindividual, like impersonal, personal, personal, impersonal, yeah. as like it switches on and off. Yeah. Um, so the Jiva Shakti originates from this platform and it has the opportunity from this spiritual platform of Brahman to choose between Maya Shakti uh, or Bahiranga Maya Shakti, yeah. Maha Maya, the great delusion, which is essentially based on the propensity to enjoy separately from the whole. Well, it's Shakti is manifesting from the self. Mm-hmm. It's, it's spontaneous. Yes. Right? So when you're merged in Brahman, eventually you're going to have a spontaneous manifestation of Shakti. Right. Right? And then are you going to be attracted? Wonder what's that? Right. Right. Yeah. Right? Okay. You go, yeah. you go oh, what is that? that? Right? And then you're going to look at curiosity. that. Curiosity. There's a curiosity. Oh, what is that? Yeah. And then there's... And there's a bit of awe because it doesn't make sense. It, right. it's, it seems like an impossibility. It's, right. it's, it's, it's part of the achintya. Shakti is a, is achintya. a chintya, right? So when this happens, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, 
funny. Perplexing. It's perplexing. So there's a curiosity. There's natural curiosity. Yeah. And then you look at it, and go, oh, what? Now you're tucked in. The daydream. Daydream. The great dream. The great dream. This is Mahamaya. The, right. the, so then, this is like in the story of Mark and Dan, in the story of Narayana. And Ahankar comes from Shiva too. Yeah, Ahankar is established by Shiva. So this is really. So then, next tier is Vaikuntha. From Kailash, then going up is Vaikuntha. Yeah. And in Vaikuntha, it's really interesting to note that everyone has Sarupya. So they all have the same form as Narayan. So there's a, it's almost oneness. It's still like oneness, but it's not. Now there's diversity of, multiplicity of forms rather than yeah. the singularity yeah. and non-form within Shantaras, within the Brahma Jyoti. Yeah. And so, to an extent, what the different, like, because in, in Kailash, the sages and stuff that are in the, the Mahesh Dham Kailash, yeah. they manifest like yogi bodies and, and yeah. still like, like sadakas or something, but the internal reality that they're experiencing through those bodies is still the Brahma Jyoti. Yeah. So they're almost looking back still. Yeah. They're like stuck looking back a little bit at Mahishdam, which is interesting. Mm. Um, and that's called Mahakalapur, mm. right? The great yeah. time. Yeah. And um, in Vaikuntha, there's no suffering. Vaikuntha means without suffering. But the, 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 the display is opulence. The opulence and brilliance of the Lord is manifest to its full potential. Which in, causes awe. Which causes a constant state of and, awe and, and, and reverence. And reverence. And in, in, in to a certain degree, fear. Yeah. That, that it's overwhelming. It's overwhelmingly uh, palpable that the relationship we have with the Supreme is that He, he is, is the, the Supreme, Supreme and we are the parts. Okay. Yeah. So then the next level of godhead is ayodhya where now even more diversity is manifest because but ram he, is not god he, for them he's the king yeah. for them so it's like there's a little bit more space to breathe there's a little bit less of a fear of yeah but it's still he's the king you know yeah. you know there's reverence but there's a closeness as well he's your he's your patron he's your caretaker yeah. and you may have known him since he was a boy right Right. Yeah, so you see him love. grow up. There's he was love, a affection. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he was, he was beloved. Yeah. And he's righteous, so he's respected. But there's a belovedness to him. He's very sweet. Ram's also, that his name is Ram indicates that there's a, a increased sense of bliss. So Narayan means he's the shelter. Ram means he's like, he's the moon. Ramachandra means the moon yeah. of Ram. The, it's, 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 yeah. now he's actually bestowing more. Bliss, bliss more pleasure yeah this ram is more manifested he's ex ex expressing more Sweet. bestowing more and, sweetness and more bliss get close to him at, at the stage of nine uh, the opportunity to, to serve is very small yeah select few yeah right whereas at the stage of ram there's more opportunity for service so right. dasya ras manifests and sakya ras and, and Vatsalya. Sakuras and Vatsalya. And, then, and then the Madhurya Ras that's manifested is Aishwarya Mai Madhurya Ras. Yeah. Uh, Mahishi only. So it's only the one queen. Yeah. Um, but it's still apparent. So only one person has the opportunity in that Leela yeah. of, of serving Ram in a conjugal way, and that's Sita. Yeah. Right now, the next level is Dwarka. Yeah. Interesting thing about the word Dwarka, it has to do with Dvara, yeah. the gate. So there's the progression. Dwaraka. 
Yeah. It's the, the embodiment. It, it's the manifestation. Kav means it's, it's manifest. It's yeah. the manifest gate. That's the gate to Goloka. It's yeah. The, so the it's step. interesting to think that it's on the shore of the ocean. Mm. So you could think of like, oh, it's on the shore of the ocean of material existence. Right there is the gate. Dwarka. And the ne- and Dwarka, Krishna is not the king. He's, he's the, the prince. prince. So again, now he's there's more. And he's never the fully responsible one. He's not the emperor. He's not in charge. So now there's more opportunity for service, friendship. He has 16,000 wives, so there's many people who get the opportunity to have that familiar, loving, intimate relationship yeah. with Krishna, to have children with Krishna, to be Krishna's son. Yeah. So many people have the opportunity there to be his son. Yeah. Um, and then coming into Mathura, Mathura is like, Matura. It's where it starts churning. Yeah. So that means Matura is, 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 is a reference to the, like the capital of the milkers. Yeah. But it's also where the churning of the heart is starting to get deeper and deep deeper. Churning. Of, yeah. So of the that. rasa is becoming manifest even more fully, more more potent. And within the district of Matura, then we finally have Goloka. Well, first Gokula. Gokula. And that's the family of cowherds. Yeah, you're part of the tribe. In Braja, which is the wandering. And Gokula it's not tied is the tribe to one of, place. Of people who have directed their senses to Krishna. Yeah, Gokula. He's taken shelter of Govardhan. Right. They are, they are when, they, when they direct their senses and they recognize that their senses are for Krishna's pleasure, mm-hmm. then they are part of the Gokula. Right. And they are a gopi or a gopa. Because they're directing their goal. Well, they're, they're, yeah, they're directing their senses towards Krishna. Krishna. And, and, and this has the effect of actually fully satisfying the senses. The senses. Right. Then, even within Vrindavan. And then, so Krishna. How far, how far deeper can we go? But that Krishna in Vrindavan Krishna has is, renounced being God. He's yeah. He has exhibited the highest example of renunciation possible that he is godhead who has renounced being godhead and so therefore he is the supreme manifestation of godhead he is the most inexplicable the hardest to understand he is the the pinnacle yeah and he is you know people talk about this um the reference to his color, you know, they, there's Black. always they, they will they always use the verses to describe him as the like a storm cloud, mm-hmm. like the monsoon cloud, right? Yeah. And they use that quote more often than not to, to talk about his color, but that verse is really rich as a description of him. Right. He is the monsoon cloud, right? So the monsoon cloud for people who haven't been in their places with monsoons, there's a long dry season. Yeah. Right? And you're just waiting, hankering for the rains. Mm-hmm. And if you were um, an agricultural community, your life literally depends on that rain coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That rain marks the, ah, oh, we're going to be okay. This, our crops yeah. are going to grow. Our cows are going to have grass to eat. Mm-hmm. Our, the rain is this. So the, the monsoon clouds, they are bring with it the hope and the fulfillment of all their needs. Mm. So Krishna is that monsoon cloud. Right. 
the darkest of the darkest of clouds, rich, abundant water. Water is jala. Mm -hmm. Jala is the emotion. symbol of emotion. Mm. And so he, and rasa mm. is jala tattva. So you have this, this complete fullness of jala. And he is the, that cloud for the residents of Raja, mm -hmm. whose every hope and need and desire and is resting on him. Mm. So he is that storm cloud. That right. when you come in contact with Krishna, everything's going to be okay. It's right. Take it's full relief. Full relief. Yeah. Full relief. And when he's gone, you're like parched. Mm. You have, oh my God, broken. Mm. Right? And then when the Krishna comes again, ah, it's like a cooling relief to be in the presence of Krishna. Yeah. Your heart is, oh, you feel it. Wow. That's, that's when we talk about symbols, mm. that black cloud. That's wow. What, so, that's so profound. Um, Maybe we should stop there. And then... Well, I was just gonna turn to the best. Uh, I was gonna turn to talk, like to ask. Um, now because we're, we we hit blue. Yeah. We've hit blue. Yeah. And blue is that color. That dark blue is a really important color. Oh. Generally speaking, it's it's the it's tamagun, yep. deep sleep. Yeah. The mantra hum. Um, it's the symbol, syllable hum, right? Which is, you got this color, blue, and there's one personality that has it, that wears this blue. Yeah. Actually, both Radha and Balaram wear, wear the, blue. the blue. And, 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 and the wearing so the, the blue. Interestingly is how Radharani wears blue and red. Right. Right? So, in the uh, iconography, I guess would be yeah. the word, you see that the cloth is a covering. Yeah. They're hidden by their clothes. We use our clothes to yeah. hide our yes. body, right? Yes. So it gives very important information. Yeah. So Krishna is, is black. And he's hidden by Pitambara. And he's, and he's light. He's hidden by Sattva. Right. It's Sattva Guna. He's right. actually hidden by the Absolute Truth. Right. He's hidden. He, he, it's hiding him. Yes. Right? Balaram is white. He's consciousness. But it's covered by Tamagun. Right. He's hidden by Because he seems... Shiva and Balaram both seem to behave in ways that are contrary, contrary right? to, seem, yeah. to reality, to, to Dharma. They, they behave it, in such a way. And even on an a absolute, it's showing how consciousness is being hidden by misperception. Right. And that, by ignorance. Well, it's, it's, um, so you could take it that, that consciousness is hidden by emptiness. You could take that too. So, like, Buddhists come to the point of understanding emptiness. Yep. Shunyavadis do the same thing. Shunyavadis essentially approach it going, oh, it's nothing. And they depict it in this dark blue. Yeah. This, like, lucid dark blue. But actually what that dark blue is revealing, it's in that space of dark blue. That you'll that, find there's consciousness. There's, there's still awareness. That you awareness. find that there's consciousness. Existence. So, it's those people who think there is no self merely are seeing the blackness of consciousness that is present when you're in the ignorant state yeah you say oh there's nothing there yeah but it's actually you know if then, you go deeper so that's why into krishna that, is that black he is that right he is everything right he's all space and time and all the totality of everything is that black right that's his body right yeah. so mother shoda looks in his mouth sees the whole thing everything because everything is within krishna yeah that's why like you hear words like Maya or Maya is the external energy. 
It's an illusion. Hmm. Right? The idea that there's something external of Krishna, Krishna is an illusion. That's the joke. That's the joke. Right. It's a joke. The whole thing <laughs> is a joke. Hmm. Right? So, so, so then Maya, she is love. She manifests out of her love for Krishna. Mm-hmm. Part of his will. Yeah. Right? And she's covered by the blue and the red. Mm. The passion also hides her. Mm. That mode of passion hides her. Creation and the, hides and the, her. And the, and the, and the, and the, she's hidden there. She's in plain sight everywhere. Yeah. And, and, then the tom- and then there's the Thomas as well. There's recognition. Is the lack of recognition is also hiding her. Right. She's hidden by that. Obscured. It's all around. Mm. It's, mm. Right? Amazing. Right. Really quite beautiful. Wow. And so I want to bring it back to something more current, which is Lord Nityananda. Okay. Lord Nityananda is the one who has revealed Gorlila. Yeah. He has revealed Mahaprabhu. He has revealed Mahaprabhu's manifestation as being the combined form of Radha and Krishna. He's revealed Mahaprabhu as the Yuga Avatar, the appropriate recipient of our devotion in this day and age. He's also the embodiment of the bliss of the recognition of one's innate eternality. Nityananda. Nityananda. You realize, oh, I'm eternal, I'll never die. Wow. Great. You know, this is a really huge thing to overcome the fear of death. That's what Nityananda is bestowing. This is giving us the opportunity, the platform of Shantaras. Yeah. That we can now actually engage in devotional service. He's to actually Garanga. gone one step. He's disturbed the Shantaras. Yeah. It's when the Advaita Charya is where you've hit Shantaras, right. actually, because Shiva. Yeah. Right? And he's wearing and then, white. And white. And then Nityananda is when he disturbs the Shantaras, which is in a, in a, in a positive, not like in because the Maya he gives way. It bliss. Yeah, he, he gives a bliss. The, he adds that, this component that is missing. And it, you know you go to this; it's the perfect still, right? Right. And then somehow this trembles, and that that experience in of itself causes an inquiry that goes, "Well, how is what this is possible?" That? Right. So the four Kumaras have this experience, right? By smelling the fragrance of right. Vaikuntha, it, it, it that disturbed. Was their that was their initiation. That was their Nityananda, right? That they were like, "How? Wait, hang on a second. That this is supposed to be utmost peace. peace. I'm in this, uh, right? And and now, why am I being disturbed? They right. seek out." That in, right, they it's seek the descent it of the higher pleasure. The higher pleasure. Yeah. So Nityananda is when that higher pleasure, the highest it, yeah. pleasure is awakened. Mm. You're looking deep in. Right. You're not being bewildered by the external right. world anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at, well, I thought I got there. You get to this Shanta and you think, I thought I got it. I thought that I had this all worked out. Right. It's all one. It's all me. Me. At, yeah, the, yeah. At, the, at, the, at the at the dumbest level, <laughs> or I shouldn't say dumbest, but at the initial, uh, where you're actually not fully out yet because Lord Shiva hasn't taken that away from you. Right. It's all me. I'm I'm God. Mm. And uh, right. And and if you fully merged, you'll be experiencing that fully one with everything. This is my being. Mm-hmm. And then. That gets shaken by the waves of of Vladini Shakti. Shakti, Yeah, 
And you're like, what? There's so more. Nityananda so is look the, the guru embodiment of Ladini Shakti. Yeah. So he's the revelation, the Prakash. He's revealing Radha and Krishna. So he's the guru of Radha and Krishna. Mm. And, and, and it's interesting to note that, you know, Lord Shiva is the guru of Krishna. of Krishna. And that Radharani worships Lord Shiva to get Krishna as her husband. Mm. So I think we've explored a lot and like to finish there yeah thanks Nima. yep no worries. that was fun that was really interesting see if uh yeah and then we you know we could always go through and look at individual stories and yeah out. there's gonna be more coming and uh we'll be exploring these things more in depth in the future um the light of the bhagavat light of the bhagavat we're trying to explore the bhagavatam on a deeper deeper level and bringing that to you guys so that you can understand a little bit more how this is meaningful for you on a personal level within your own self and um, trying to broadcast the glories of Lord Nityananda far and wide. Please share and comment, ask any questions. They help us, inspire us to explore other things and we will see you next time. So, Jainitai, Haribo.